This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Honey and by Babbel. So unlike Ricky here, I don't spend a whole lot of time on TikTok. This little z- fake Zoomer over here, you love TikTok. Well, Elliot, you're going to hate me even worse for saying this. Do you think you think it could possibly get worse? Because what I'm about to say will shock you to your very core. I'm not using TikTok as much very much recently uh, because I'm playing Diablo Immortal on my phone instead. All right, well, in the past, <laughs> you have been a, a moderate to heavy TikTok user. Well, uh, TikTok is not a website I spend really much time on at all. But every once in a while, something happens on TikTok that manages to capture my attention through social media osmosis. Like this tweet. My favorite account on TikTok is that guy that's going to create an ecological disaster by raising an army of 1.4 million frogs while people in the comments beg him to stop. All right, you have my attention. You have my attention, TikTok. I would like to know more about this frog army. So you get TikTok like distilled through Twitter. That's right. I get it straight from the source. Um, I wear a condom. You go in raw. And look, TikTok is a bad app. Like as we were coming in to film this, uh, some news broke about stuff everyone already anticipated, but basically uh, privacy issues within the app. But uh, look, the completely like um, the the creativity on there is uh, great because YouTube is a, it's kind of a big uh, thing if it's to get good into. enough, I'll see it at some point. Exactly. You see, you get the you get the the best of get the curated version. But so uh, the TikTok account being referenced uh, with this frog army thing is at Thin Frog, and upon visiting their page, you are greeted by dozens of videos documenting the creation of their frog army. Now, back on February 24th, they first posted about finding some frog spawn, which is basically a big, gooey, gelatinous mess of hundreds or even thousands of tiny frog eggs all clumped together. They say they'll come back for it tomorrow, but first, a trip down to the local garden center for some pond supplies. Now, over the next couple of weeks, there's post after post of them going and finding frog spawn in various nearby puddles and ponds and bringing it back to their own backyard pond. Okay. Yeah. So Thin Frog repeatedly refers to what they're doing as creating a frog army. Uh, they also say that all the frog spawn that they're collecting is from places that are polluted or about to dry up or both. So uh, they believe that they're saving these frog eggs from certain death, which uh, we're not frog experts. So I don't know. Okay. This is just... Sounds uh, believable This enough. is just assumed knowledge. Yeah, all right. Like, sure. like yeah, I'm saving these. Uh, I, I think that, so it's true. I guess this man's a hero then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, with each new video, Thin Frog or uh, whatever seems to be collecting thousands upon thousands of new frog eggs. Insatiable, with no end in sight. Some videos even claiming up to 100,000 frog eggs collected in a single day. It's a, it's a lot, lot of, of frog eggs. Yeah. Uh, the backyard pond just keeps getting fuller and fuller with frog eggs. And there's also more and more comments about a frog army. And the, the comments are sort of egging... The creator on. They, they even start setting aside individual eggs for a separate smaller tank for with the frog president and the frog king and the frog queen, asking the comments to name them. It's getting serious. The number of frogs in this frog army, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, with users in the comment section constantly egging on Thin Frog, with comments about how, despite having hundreds of thousands of eggs, it's not going to be enough for a frog army. Uh, going to need some more eggs. And after a couple of weeks, with the number of frog eggs now at around a million, the eggs do start to hatch into tadpoles. But somehow, Thin Frog still isn't satisfied. <laughs> uh, and more videos following, uh, more videos follow that, showing trips to local ponds for more frog spawn to bring home. I had no idea there was this much frog spawn to be to be had. Oh, it's everywhere, Elliot. In certain parts of the country, why you can't take a step in any direction without, yeah. without killing potentially millions of baby frogs. I, I, I must have encountered frog spawn at some point. I mean, we don't have a ton of frogs here in L.A., but they're around. 
when it would rain in Florida, well, which is like every day, but in the yeah. like in certain seasons when it would rain, uh, like really really hard, you couldn't like go on near any road that was near like a, a river or a ditch or whatever without frogs just covering the entire road. Ugh. Cars, yes, and yes, cars were running over. Them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, meanwhile, uh, Thin Frog here is dealing with constant issues with their water quality, which is being caused by 1.4 million tadpoles all eating and shitting in a relatively, like, not even big enough for, like, a kiddie pool. Mm-hmm. So they, then they're adding more and more plants and snails to the pond to try and deal with that. Also, at one point, it turns out that around 800 of the eggs, uh, they were actually newts. Whoops. <laughs> so there's a little newt army in addition to the frog army. Uh, so at this point, there's so many goddamn tadpoles in this pond that you can't even see through it. It's just a black mass mm-hmm. of a million tadpoles on top of each other. And at one point, he gives them a, a little slice of bread, and a terrifying feeding frenzy ensues as literally 1.4 million tadpoles all crowd around trying to get a bite. This person is doing more for the ecosystem than any of us could ever wish to do. Well, that... Just out there experimenting, just winging it. That, like the the ecosystems love uh, experimentation. It, yeah, it, it always works out great. I do love just like the like historical sense of wonder, where it's just like, well, what if I introduce another species into this? Yeah. Or what if I did? Okay, uh, you get things are getting a little dirty. Let's get some snails in here. These are my one point five million children. Yeah. Each of these owes their life to me. It's like when the French would find new uh, pieces of land that clearly already existed, and they were like, there's a lot of worms here. What if we introduced a, uh, a species that could clean all this up? Yeah. And uh, then they took over and ruined everything. Yeah, or uh, just everything the English did in Australia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, this doesn't feel like England at all. Can we do something <laughs> to make it feel more like England? Yeah. Just bring over all of our plants and animals. Uh, I'm sure whatever's here won't mind. But on a, on a very small level, it seems like this is what this person's doing. Just like... Uh, Playing God in their backyard. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, by the beginning of June, the tadpoles have started turning into frogs. Though not all at the same time, because this is, of course, dozens or maybe even hundreds of different frog spawns all gathered at different places and times. A week into June, though, it's frog army time, with a, a post showing the absolute chaos unfolding in this person's garden and the text, 95 days ago, I rescued 1.4 million frog eggs and put them in my pond for a frog army. And now they are leaving the pond. And now a million little frogs are hopping around the garden. I don't think I can walk on the grass anymore. This is the biggest frog army ever, but I kind of regret this. <laughs> now no one can go in the garden. The full garden and the neighbors are took over by millions of baby frogs. And there is still about half a million tadpoles. Follow to see the giant frog army grow. This was successful. Uh, Yeah, so just, again, I always love... When, when you see a video, you, you have to realize that someone is filming the video. And then you have to... I, I love doing the, the, the wonderment test of zooming out to someone just walking by and seeing them filming it. But imagine you're this person's neighbor. And for months, you've seen them giggling along yeah. as they video uh, something. You don't even know what they're doing in their backyard. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, maybe gardening, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> and, then, and then just... You're like, what is that sound, that high-pitched... What is that... That humming. They, then they step in their backyard one day and it, they can't even move without getting near frogs. And then they find the viral videos that have been uh, taking place over the course yeah. of months. Well, that explains it. Yeah. No. I, I would love to be there when the neighbors realize what's going on. Or not. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> depending on who your neighbors are. So there have been a couple of updates since that post, which mainly recap everything that's happened so far. But as you might imagine, 
This has been a divisive topic for people who have been following along on this journey. On the one hand, it's, it's very cool seeing the life cycle of eggs turning into tadpoles and then turning into frogs, and all the various steps that Thin Frog has taken to keep his frog army alive. And on the other hand, the idea of one and a half million frogs suddenly appearing in a residential neighborhood, it doesn't sound all that fun no. to people who will be experiencing these frogs. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole section in the book of Exodus about how annoying that kind of thing is. So yeah. he is kind of playing God. It is literally a biblical plague to yeah. suddenly unleash a torrential downpour of frogs on an unsuspecting population. I do. This is another thing I love, though, is um, just the mindless request of people online for a younger generation to go outside and touch, touch grass. grass. Look what happens. No, stop touching. <laughs> Play more video games. <laughs> go back. Touch inside. your keyboard and mouse. Yeah, please get back inside. I, I was, yeah. uh, you know, I underestimated uh, the, the ability of people who actually go outside to do things. Yeah, you spent so much time telling the kids to touch grass that you didn't stop to think about what might happen. Exactly. Now you have a frog army to deal with and someone who is going to clearly be on a power trip. Yeah. This man has he has a god complex clearly, mm -hmm. and also uh, very, you know, easily pressured by peer pressure on online. Yeah, that's he's, bad. he's been bullied, and because he said uh, pre he said previously he did a frog army a couple years ago that was like five hundred frogs. Mm -hmm. This time, you know, goes out gets a spawn. People are like, hey, that's cool, but uh, I think you need more tadpoles. <laughs> I think you need more spawn. He's like, oh really? Look, oh, the all my viewers are saying it's not enough. I, I don't want to dis disappoint my TikTok viewers. I'm going to lean on the good side of this and say that there's probably a large portion of uh, people of uh, middle school and high school age probably watching these videos and, and learning a thing or two Yeah, uh, no, I, from the other side of it. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, it's I a very funny way to learn. The only way that this continues uh, and, and stays interesting in the uh, TikTok universe is that uh, he, this person gets bullied into breeding something slightly bigger every year. Yeah. Or breeding... Uh, until I, until they successfully replenish the bison population of like, Yellowstone. Uh, start breeding, like, crows or whatever the fuck. What, what eats, like, little frogs? Probably crows. Yeah. And crows are extremely loyal. No one will fuck with this person. Yeah, if, if someone was able to, I imagine it would be quite difficult, but if you could raise your own crow army, you would be practically unstoppable. Not even the government would dare go near you. No. Yeah. It's it true. So anyway, there's also, you know, there's questions of what kind of ecological impact the raising of a frog army <laughs> might have. And while many people, including in the tweet that we first mentioned, describe this as an ecological disaster, that doesn't necessarily appear to be the case. Uh, comparisons to the cane toads of Australia that a lot of people have made aren't really valid because cane toads are a very invasive species in Australia, while the frogs in the frog army uh, seem to have been gathered not far from where they are currently yeah. they, they could still they were just be, consolidated yeah they could just be a local endemic invasive species we don't know but like we're gonna assume that they are a native frog species but yeah even, no matter whether they're invasive or not there are plenty of other concerns that have been raised by experts who have been alerted to the frog army so uh here's metro uk Dawood Qureshi, a marine biologist and researcher for BBC Wildlife, tells Metro.co.uk that mass-breeding frogs like this can have several adverse effects. Breeding that many frogs is definitely not good for the environment, she says. It can cause an influx in frogs that wouldn't normally survive in this environment and that can have adverse effects such as too many predators of various insect species being released without many natural limits, which 
then decreases the number of insects and can in turn have a negative impact on important processes such as pollination, a process that ensures food plants are growing and thriving. According to Dawood, an infestation of frogs like this could also cause pest control to be culled and lead to collateral damage of other dead animals in the same habitat like rodents, hedgehogs, and foxes. This, of course, ruins the food chain even further, she adds. Uh, ecologist Naomi Davis added in a statement to metro.co.uk that the frog army trend was massively irresponsible from an ecological perspective. According to Naomi, some problems that can arise from breeding frogs in this way include the potential cross-contamination of frog populations and watercourses, inappropriate holding and release methods, and a complete lack of biosafety. Yeah, this guy's not even wearing gloves. He's uh, uh, he's just free freeballing these uh, these balls. Uh, these first eggs. of all, the the first commentator, the marine biologist, uh, could say the same thing about uh, the human race. Well, yeah. We come up with all these medical solutions to stay alive, and, uh, you know, like with this frog army, uh, humans used to have a little bit of spoilage, as they call it in the uh, supermarket business. Yeah. Um, you expect uh, not everyone to make it, but now everyone's making it, and we've turned this world into a fucking shithole. Uh, part two, I want to say, is like, I find it really rich. They're picking on this little science experiment when there are so many, like, literally, like, factories just dumping sludge into rivers and they're like this tiktok user is so irresponsible in what they've done well i'm sure these people also speak out on on those things as well they were reached out to by a, a tabloid in yeah. the uk about this and this is their comments yeah they're not saying this is the worst thing ever they're just saying it's not great the the amount of steps and work that has to be done for this i think would turn off a, a decent amount of people trying to mimic it um, but yeah, I mean, frog spawn looks disgusting too. I think that's most people. The second they actually reach out and pick up a just a big old yeah. gooey mess of this, they're like, "Nope, I'm I'm done. I'm out." Uh, well, all no I'm saying is for me. maybe we're the virus. You ever think you that know, humans are the virus? You ever that ever crossed your mind that maybe we're the problem with the earth? So anyway, that's the opinion of a couple of experts. But you know, this is TikTok. Most of the frog army discourse has been actually contained within TikTok itself, where. There's always going to be experts, or in a lot of cases, experts, on any given topic who are around to chime in on something viral with their expertise. Uh, in this instance, it's user Froggy Biologist, who seems to be some sort of uh, environmental consultant and who has been posting about frogs since long before the frog army came along. And Froggy Biologist is apparently uh, not very down with this whole frog army thing. Uh, he first responded to the frog army with a lot of the same concerns as those other experts, uh, plus the possibility of diseases, because uh, amphibians are, they are pretty gross. Uh, he also seems to take the frog army thing kind of personally, since it seems a big part of his job is keeping ecosystems and species populations under control. Uh, and here we have some random person deciding that their local frog population is in danger and taking it upon themselves to save them with no supervision or cooperation from local agencies that are actually in charge of doing that kind of thing. I can understand why they would be annoying. Uh, he also points out that the frogs... He's uh, making work for you, buddy. Shut up. You're going to have to come solve this problem. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's sad. I Keep clean going. Up, I don't want to clean up this damn mess. Uh, but he also points out that the frogs might not have actually been in any danger to begin with. They might not have needed saving. 
life finds a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, typically. Uh, now, scrolling through the timeline, we see Froggy Biologist's frustration with the Frog Army only increase with each new video. <laughs> it got personal. Yeah. Uh, as his comments fill with more and more people accusing him of simply being a Frog Army hater and not someone who probably knows a lot more about frogs than Thin Frog does. This is literally Donald Trump and Anthony Fauci <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love how every problem that's ever existed in the world can be boiled down to petty squabbles. Yeah. Uh, in such a, a, a direct way. I love it. Just, you know, I hate nerds and all scientists are nerds, so I'm not going to listen to them. And I, what? It's, it's the, you know, I, not to make this all political, but like the Trump followers are like, shut up, scientists. Yeah. And it's literally everyone in the TikTok comments. Let people enjoy things. <laughs> Nothing's better than real people. Yeah. Real people doing real shit. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, he still manages to mostly keep his cool and elaborate further on why he's against the Frog Army, which, like, that's another thing that scientists have to do. They have to be like, oh, God, these <laughs> yeah. people are so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, they have to baby people yeah. constantly. <laughs> All right, don't lose your cool, froggy biologist, uh, or then they've really gotten to you. Don't let them see you get mad. <laughs> Don't let them win. Uh, he raised other valid points, like the fact that frogs are evolved to spawn so many eggs, specifically because a lot of them keep getting eaten, and uh, how that's all part of the food chain. In one video, he makes probably the most valid argument against the frog army, which is that even if Thin Frog did everything right and these frogs aren't invasive, if this becomes a huge trend with less and less qualified people rescuing frogs or whatever else for the meme, that would have potentially disastrous consequences for ecosystems. But I think, like I said, there's a natural barrier into getting into this. Yeah, it's just kind of gross. And I do love that uh, it's another one of those like weird kind of backhanded compliments to not seem like an asshole where he's just like, look, Thin Frog, I'm actually worried about the idiots out yeah. there. <laughs> look, Anyone dumber than you. You're setting an example here and like, look, you might have done everything right, but maybe some little idiot sees what you did and tries it and they do it wrong. And then uh, aren't you going to feel bad about that? I, I feel like this is a very good way to, uh, you know, see if someone actually has the education that and the, the job that backs up what they're trying to be an expert in online. They're just like, because they've dealt with it before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They, take a moment to get your breath. Don't they, get They can't don't just call angry. everyone an idiot. <laughs> yeah. They have to just, you know, talk to everyone. In, in just one, it's, it's hilarious because it's just, most of these people are normal people, but in their topic of expertise, the one that they studied for like fucking years and years at school mm -hmm. about, they do have to treat everyone all of a sudden like a, a fucking kindergartner. Yeah. They got to be very gentle, but very forceful. And uh, when I don't yeah. know something, it frustrates me. Yeah. So I can imagine that uh, there is something, you know, deep within all of us that uh, if some actual expert comes in and tells you you're a fucking idiot, it's going to feel bad. Yeah. Even on TikTok. So anyway, this is one of the best things about the internet, um, you know, accidentally learning stuff mm -hmm. completely, not on purpose, because someone did something potentially really stupid and dangerous. The frog army, you know, foolish as it may be, provided a great look at the frog life cycle, yeah. which, which led us to Froggy Biologist and his hundreds of videos documenting his job doing actual ecological field work, which is, seems like a very cool job. He gets... I think he's based somewhere in like California or Arizona. Mm -hmm. He and he's all he sent out to all these job sites to like 
you know, he, there was one video where he has this little like loudspeaker that does bird calls where he's like, I think trying to figure out like do a head count for the local owl population or some shit. Sounds like a great time. He's just like, like, yeah, I'm out here for the week. Just counting owls. Commenting on TikTok is the only thing that probably stresses this person out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look. Some of you might be too young to remember, but back in the 90s, all we had was the Encyclopedia Britannica. Damn. If you wanted to learn anything. Rich ass? You know, at the library. Okay. Yeah. And uh, here we are learning about frogs from two TikTokers whose audiences are on opposite sides of a frog war. Yeah. You kids do not know how good you have it. In this specific way, and in, not in any other way. Every other way, you are kind of fucked. But in this way, where you can learn things, yeah. with the, the flick of a thumb, you should feel lucky. This this story really made me feel alive. It was like a, I, I feel more attached to the human experience yeah. after the the journey that we've just been on. There's also like a third element where someone discovered that at least one piece of footage uh, Thin Frog was using was from a uh, documentary about frogs. So there's a lot of debate about whether the whole thing's a hoax, but it doesn't seem to be. Like it, it, there's like too much footage of like. Clearly, like, real TikTok footage of him doing all this. Yeah. So, I, I Also, know. how elaborate of a fucking yeah. scheme. Months long. I, I choose to believe the frog army is real. And that yeah. he just he just spliced in some other footage because he couldn't get good enough footage of his own frogs. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Yeah. And then uh, that led this person to watch a frog documentary. If not only to get the B-roll. I should probably learn about this thing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I have become what uh, death the, the destroyer of YouTube worlds. search do- search for <laughs> frog documentary. <laughs> oh, I'm on a list now. Uh, but hey, uh, let's say you still want to do something like your own frog army, and you want to do it right with proper supervision from experts. Well, here's some great news for you. As long as you're fine with swapping out a million frogs for a hundred cockroaches, your very own cockroach army. Uh, yay! It doesn't sound quite as fun, but uh, what if there's money involved? Okay. What if you stand to earn 2000 US dollars, all just for letting 100 cockroaches run wild in your home? I mean, it's $2,000. It is. In this economy? <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, if you're still not convinced, uh, at least wait till you hear the whole pitch. Okay? This is uh, from the web- website, thepestinformer.com. We will pay you $2,000 for us to release cockroaches into your home. Here at thepestinformer.com, we are obsessed with pest control. We have over 20 years in the industry working as pest control technicians and owning our own pest control companies. So we know a thing or two about getting rid of pests. That being said, as technology advances, we're always looking for the newest and greatest ways to get rid of pests, cockroaches specifically. Are you dealing with cockroaches? Check out our guide on how to get rid of cockroaches and our other cockroach guides. In this study, we're willing to pay homeowners $2,000 for us to release American cockroaches <laughs> into your home. And test no, out- they have guns! <laughs> and test out a specific pest control technique to be able to gauge how effective this treatment is. <laughs> a good cockroach with a gun. That's what they're going to test. <laughs> we are currently hiring five to seven household owners to allow us to release mm, around 100 American cockroaches into your home and give us permission to film and test out a specific cockroach treatment. Rules of the study. You must own the home or have written approval from the homeowner. <laughs> you must. Hey, landlord. <laughs> no, it's a good prank. I'll split it with you. Yeah, so I'd like to sign up for the uh, oh my God. cockroach uh, test. Yeah, this... yeah, my address is the address of my Just enemy. come right in. Doors unlocked. <laughs> yeah. uh, you must be 21 years or older to qualify. Mm-hmm. You must be located in the continental United States. All tested cockroach treatments will be family and pet safe. You must not try any additional cockroach treatments during the duration of the study. <laughs> 
Just gotta let it happen. At the end of the study, if the cockroach infestation hasn't been eliminated, we will use traditional cockroach treatment options at no cost to you. The duration of this study will be approximately 30 days. Wow. If you believe you're in the right household for the job, please fill out our application form below and we'll get back to you shortly. I wanna see what this like new uh, unfounded technique is. It's like the, yeah. the Stanford prison experiment for cockroaches. I didn't know we were still coming up with new uh, innovative ways to deal with cockroaches. We uh, told the co we gave the cockroaches power over the other cockroaches and uh, they just murdered all of them. Yeah. We bullied the cockroaches until they killed themselves. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they'll pay you $2,000 to release 100 cockroaches into your home and then test out some pest control technique that they don't describe in detail. It's a trade secret. <laughs> and if your house is still absolutely crawling with those 100 cockroaches after four full weeks, they'll come back and they'll do a more traditional pest control job. I mean, times are tight. We are entering a recession, but this is the kind of thing to make you really question how badly you need money right now. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of money. $2,000, 100 cockroaches running wild in my house with a, I'm literally not allowed to do anything about it. Yeah. Just got to let them, let them be. Would you take the money? Yeah. The, the the first bit of the ad on this sounds like one of those fake true Wagner posts that you see on like lampposts where it's like, I'll pay you $2,000 to release 100 cockroaches <laughs> yeah. in your room. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't look like one of those. Yeah, so um, yeah, look, luckily it turns out the life cycle of cockroaches is pretty slow. So it's not like they'll be multiplying much, if at all, during that month of pure hell. So that's one small upside to this otherwise horrific potential side hustle. Unless the treatment is a special treatment that causes them to breed super fast to the point where they run out of food to eat and they all starve to death. Maybe. Maybe. That would be funny if that's what it was. Um, I just like the idea that these aren't even real exterminators. They're just like, because by signing it, they said there was cameras. So like, we just set up a bunch of GoPros in like watching people the, deal the with common areas yeah. of your house. We paid $2,000 to just live with 100 cockroaches that you are not allowed to do anything about. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're actually not going to do anything. <laughs> We're just going to film it. Put the yeah. video on a prank video. The real channel. experiment was on you, the human. Yeah. How um, desperate are, is your average American homeowner? I haven't that? watched it in at least a decade, but uh, always a great time to remind the younger ones watching the show of a movie called Joe's Apartment. Yeah. The, the cockroaches. Jerry O'Connell? They smoked weed. Yeah, it was Jerry O'Connell. Everyone parties. They're in New, they're in New York. Yeah. Back when a New York apartment only cost $1,000 a month. Back when New York was... It was back before Giuliani turned it into Times when Square. When he took out those porno the theaters. The porno theaters. Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, I'm coming on a sheet of glass here. Hey. I have I'm the best, doing extremely lewd acts. The best Down here on Times Square. Uh, it's just so not yeah. the same anymore. The cockroaches, they've gone soft. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again because I want to keep the idea that it was yeah. good in my mind. But uh, yeah, fun movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Great CGI for the time. Was it CGI? I thought it was puppets. Okay, well, puppets. Well, it's seamless, whatever they do. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let's move on from actual six-legged pests to some more metaphorical pests. The pests over in Washington, D.C., working in the U.S. Congress. Hey! Uh, but specifically, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Lauren Boebert, a real dream team of MAGA girl power who, despite only being in Congress for less than a full term, have managed to keep themselves in the headlines by constantly doing and saying extremely dumb bullshit and also, by all appearances, seeming like truly terrible people. Uh, so let's start with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is equal parts loud and stupid. She maxed out those two traits and just uh, was all out of points. Uh, so she weighed in recently on the root causes of uh, apparently the latest supply chain shortage. Uh, here's Insider. 
On Monday, Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene spread a baseless, transphobic rumor that blamed the country's ongoing tampon shortage on trans people. Quote, Men have taken over everything. They're women of the year in every category, in women's categories. And the latest news is there's a shortage of tampons. And that's probably because men are buying tampons, Green said on an episode of her podcast, MTG Live. Oh my god. I don't see why anyone uh, subscribing to that needs to be put on a list. Wizards doesn't sewer Magic the Gathering Live. Oh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It continues, however, the Georgia lawmaker did not provide evidence for her groundless claim concerning tampon shortages in some parts of the country. Um, she also was a lot more annoying with it because her voice is like nails on a chalkboard. It, it's it's bad for me for, on a personal it's level. It's the man using the tampons. She looks and sounds exactly like one of my friends growing up's mom. Uh, and so it's like, de- and she was, uh, they're very similar, very loud. The kind that yells at their kid from a mile away. Like, there's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, she also doubled down uh, on Twitter saying, people who menstruate can't find tampons. Has anyone checked the warehouses at the border where all the baby formula is stocked floor to ceiling on shelves? Or maybe some men's restrooms. Apparently, they're available there. Yeah, and she used the, the people who menstruate thing in a very sarcastic voice. People who menstruate. Anyway, clearly, transphobia is on the rise in this country, and it's becoming a, a key platform of the mainstream conservative movement at a kind of terrifyingly rapid pace. Uh, it's definitely putting people's lives in danger, which is not great. But what is great about Marjorie Taylor Greene's specific brand of transphobia is that, at least in this instance, it's so incoherent that it accidentally kind of validates the very trans people that she's targeting, or at least the female to male ones. Because if men are using tampons, uh, well, they certainly wouldn't be the root cause of any tampon shortage, but they would, in fact, be female to male trans men who still menstruate despite their gender identity being male. So thank you, comrade Marjorie Taylor Greene, for correctly gendering the men in this country who use menstrual products. It means a lot, especially especially during Pride Month. Thank you, ma'am. I'm sure she really appreciates the praise. Yeah. But moving on now to Lauren Boebert. Uh, she has a lot on her plate right now. <laughs> Apparently, the people who... And, and, uh, and her place given everyone the shits. Yeah. Like, like, like the food <laughs> like at a restaurant. restaurant. Apparently, the people who successfully dug up all that weird dirt on Madison Cawthorn before he lost his primary have now set their sights on Lauren Boebert. Uh, so far, they've made some pretty wild allegations, and they haven't actually provided any proof of them, aside from, like, even one of the photos wasn't actually her, but some of the photos are her, but there's no proof that yeah. it appeared on the website. It they seems, said it did. It's all very shaky. Yeah, and the story behind it is also, like, so inflammatory. It seems almost like something Jacob Wool would come up with. Yeah, so that's why we haven't touched this yet, but... Uh, so we're yes. just gonna, yeah, we're gonna look at briefly just what's been alleged, and I, in my opinion, most of this is bullshit. There are a few elements, though, that I find... Uh, could be plausible. much more believable. Yeah. So yeah, take everything with a huge grain of salt. But they're claiming that she previously worked as a paid escort for sugar daddy clients, including a member of the Koch family, and uh, that's how she met Ted Cruz and got into politics. And you that, suck a great dick. You should run for Congress. Uh, and that she's had uh, b- abortions despite being anti-abortion. Um, and that's believable. That's true of a lot of these types of people. But I mean, it's, it's already been said a bunch online where it's just like, oh, well, let's see what everyone says. And it's like, no, she should have the right and choice to get an yeah. abortion. It's just the hypocrisy that pisses everyone off. Exactly. So it's like, you know, none of that is like completely unbelievable. But yeah, again, no proof. And also, 
If you're coming at this from a truly left perspective, the only thing wrong here would be the hypocrisy. Yes. Everything she did should be legal and... Uh, Completely fine. And, and easily accessible. Yes. But yeah, uh, the same Fire Bobert group, they've also made allegations about Bobert using her position to com commit financial crimes, which is a lot more believable since that's something that politicians do a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, they also allege that Bobert got wasted out in the desert driving 4x4s with her extended family and severely injured her former sister-in-law while drunk driving and then pressured her to keep it a secret to not hurt Bobert's congressional campaign. Um, this one actually appears to have some corroboration from both the victim and the towing company who came to the scene of the accident. Uh, it's also just very believable that this kind of Colorado white trash would end up in this kind of scenario. If you're not a little bit soused on the 4x4, you're going to feel every bump. You want to loosen up just a little bit. It's a recreational no vehicle. <laughs> I was doing recreation. But, you know, again, all of these are just allegations at this point. And yeah. I'm going to need to see a lot more evidence before I take any of this seriously. Because yeah, the text messenger's like, oh, she did that? Ooh. And it's like, yeah. uh, okay, I, there's... Plausible, but sorry. I mean, you're gonna have to do better than yeah, that. Yeah, this is this is all sounds the Madison Carly similar to multiple something. videos. Yeah, yeah, of that him one being a piece of shit. That one was effective because it was all just video evidence with no like I don't even know if there were statements along with it. These the videos spoke for themselves. Well, and at the time too, it's just like, hey, look, if Madison Cawthorn wants to, uh, you know, dress in women's clothes and. Um, hey, if he wants to do incest, that's fine. It's legal. <laughs> Wait, no, it isn't. <laughs> Not that part, but uh, you know. Live your life. Is it really public. incest if it's cousins but and they're it's both the men? Hypocrisy of, yeah. of using your platform and being involved with a party who literally makes laws that are antithesis to what you as exactly. a person are doing. Yeah. Anyways, what's not an allegation though is that Lauren Bobert recently made an extremely funny argument against gun control. Um, just here, here you go. On Twitter, a lot of the the little Twitter trolls they like to say. Oh, Jesus didn't need an AR-15. How, how many AR-15s do you think Jesus would have had? Well, he didn't have enough to keep his government from killing him. So... So this is uh, funny on multiple levels. I mean, picturing Jesus Christ and his 12 apostles armed to the teeth in an extended standoff with the Roman army, it is funny enough. But the real fun is when you factor in that Jesus was supposed to die. And that happened on purpose. <laughs> That's the basis that of the religion. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of built upon that. Yeah. Um, his whole story up to that point involves Jesus doing literal miracles. And you think he simply couldn't come up with a miracle in time to stop his execution? Jesus, fail. You're literally doing uh, heresy while presenting yourself as a devout Christian. And you're doing it to argue against placing basic restrictions on gun ownership in the wake of a tragedy that killed 19 small children. So very classy. But again, like... And with Madison Cawthorn, as it was happening, uh, Lauren Boebert, even a shred of the allegations are true, putting out absolutely batshit insane statements like this takes the searchability away from, uh, maybe not in this case, but things that actually do, you know, matter. Like yeah. if she is, uh, you know, behind, behind some bill or whatever like that. Uh, yes, it is hypocritical for her to do that kind of stuff. But like, also, yeah. No, well, like the stuff with the Fire Bobert stuff, it's so unsubstantiated that I think the only major outlet outlet to cover it was like the Daily Mail. Because yeah. like no, like the New York Times, the Washington Post, they're not gonna not fucking touching this shit. Yeah, this is like lawsuit bait. Yeah. So like, you only know about it if you're already following a bunch of those like 
lib uh, like social media accounts like Occupy Democrats like Lauren Boebert had an all caps abortion and she so was an all caps those, prostitute. Uh, I saw screenshots RT, of, like, if you agree. of those things and it's just like what are you, what are we all doing? What what is what is happening? Like yeah. why why do you think that this is going to be beneficial these types of tweets in any way to whatever you're trying to get done? Like some of the shit I wanted to go back to talking about frog armies because yeah, that was <laughs> that's fun. a lot more fun. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on now to uh, one more MAGA world figure. One that we haven't actually heard from much lately, uh, but he's still around. Mike Lindell, mm-hmm. the MyPillow guy. Uh, so we're going to just assume that he spent the last few months finally resting up after spending an entire year on two hours of sleep a night trying and failing to prove that the 2020 election was a fraud. Mm-hmm. But he's back at it again. And recently tried and failed to present his voter fraud case to a very high-profile audience, the U.S. Congress. Um, they were apparently not interested, yeah. though. Um, sorry to say. Uh, here's Insider. My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, says that he tried to get a spot to testify before the January 6th committee and show them his evidence to prove former President Donald Trump's baseless claims of voter fraud, but they did not want to talk to him. Lindell made the statement during an appearance on Steve Bannon's podcast, War Room, Pandemic. Bannon asked Lindell if the committee had reached out to him to go through all the voluminous material he has about the 2020 election. No, they haven't. And it's really, that's sad too, because I've offered. I'd love to come to your committee as long as you nationally televise it, Miss Pelosi, Lindell replied, referring to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Bannon then asked Lindell if former Attorney General William Barr ever reached out to him to talk about the high-profile evidence that Lindell claimed to have. No, he actually avoided me, Steve. I mean, I I put out stuff. I tried to get stuff to him in the past, and it's a complete block, Lindell said. On Tuesday night, Lindell told Insider that he would love to speak before the corrupt, lying (laughs) panel. I would love to give them all the evidence of the biggest crime in history, he said. Why don't they return my calls? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that would make this these hearings a lot more exciting. But Shut up, weirdo. Not really what they're going for. Yeah. Uh, it would really only benefit Mike Lindell. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're not sure this next part of the Mike Lindell saga of the week is connected to the first part. Um, it would be extremely funny, though, if, like so many other people in this country, uh, Walmart simply forgot about Mike Lindell for several months, only to be reminded of his existence this week, mm-hmm. because... On Thursday, Walmart announced that they would no longer be carrying MyPillow products in their stores. No! <laughs> I want the last bit of I need that Walmart base. money. It's costing me a million dollars a month to prove mm-hmm. that the election was stolen. Uh, so yeah, it's hilarious timing, considering they kept on selling Mike Lindell's pillows and other various products uh, all through the absolute worst of his conspiratorial election fraud shenanigans. Uh, and they're only now dropping him in June 2022. There's like, this guy's kind of toxic. I think we should drop him. There's, I think people only, might associate us with Mike Lindell. The, the realistic two things that I can think of is either people have actually stopped buying his pillows because they think he's a nut now and they don't want to see his face. They're on also it. like $60. They're very expensive pillows. So that leads to the other thing. It's just like, you know, every other infinite growth company. How many my pillows can you possibly sell to your very specific target audience yeah. before they have enough my pillows? That's true. That's true. Eventually, you run out of uh, run out of uh, rough sleepers to sell to. But to throw this back in his face, those asshole patriots that used to purchase these pillows, by them not going out and buying more my pillows, they're taking jobs away from working Americans. They are. 
because these pillows are proudly made in the USA. Somewhere in the Midwest, Wisconsin? Yeah. There you go. So that's on you, conservatives. That is. Anyway, if you're in the market for a pillow or literally anything that you can buy online, uh, good news. This is an ad break, and this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Honey. The easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I, w- I should have brought it. My monocular. Oh, I got yeah. 12% off of a monocular uh, on a monocular website. And uh, the super moon the other night, I put it on a little tripod, has a little screw in the bottom. And I saw that moon so big. It was very bright. It was very bright. It lit up the, uh, it was like daylight outside. Yeah. Jeez. But uh, yeah, there you go. That's a recent one that I got. 12% off of monocular. Damn. Can you believe it? And Honey doesn't just work on your desktop. It works on your iPhone too. You activate it on Safari, on your phone, and you can save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on savings. And by doing it or getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We wouldn't recommend something that we don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com weird. And this episode is sponsored by Babbel. Uh, for most of us, uh, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I mean, I think I did three years of Spanish, uh, mostly so I could go on the senior trip, which was awesome. But I, I forgot a lot of it in the intervening years. Yes. But now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com weird. That is babbel.com weird for up to 60% off your subscription. That's B-A-B-B. El.com slash weird. El partido de baseball es muy divertido. Muy divertido. <laughs> Babel, language for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, let's get into the headlines half of the show, for, uh, which is the weirdest, wildest headlines from around the globe this week, starting with QAnon cult leader predicts JFK will return to Dallas again this coming weekend. And yeah, this story is um, over a little over a week old now, and um, so that weekend has passed. Well, um, did JFK show up in Dallas? I haven't again. Seen, I haven't heard any. Uh, I haven't really heard any news. That you would think that we would be hearing about JFK returning by well, now, but uh, it's it's mid June. Just wait till Fourth of July. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. So this guy Protzman or whatever, the head of the Dallas sex. I mean, they were out in Dallas from November to like February. These people gave up their families and their jobs. They're just waiting. They're like JFK's coming back any day. Uh, he's going to be like 105 years old somehow. Uh, but he's coming back, and I guess they all finally made it their way back 
to their homes. No, 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 no. And get he's back. like, wait, I just got another secret message from Trump. Uh, JFK, he's actually going to be in Dealey Plaza this week. I got the numbers. So all get on back up. to Dallas. Come on, let's go. You thought 11 6? I was writing it in the European way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, a bit weird that uh, this person keeps calling people to Dallas at the most inclement times. Uh, they're dealing with a horrific heat wave right now. Yeah. Back in the winter, uh, Dallas gets pretty freaking cold. So, uh, just very sus. This guy works for like the Dallas Chamber of Commerce. Like, we need people out shopping. Get your cult over here. They said the mask. You don't have to wear the mask anymore. Yeah. JFK's coming back, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, swing and a miss again. Um, but I'm sure JFK will be he'll be back soon. Well, the one time that this person gets it right, everyone's going to lose their minds. Yeah. Holy shit. Is that President John F. Kennedy? Uh, uh, and he's really old and dying of dehydration and heat stroke. It's just the funniest president to think would come back because, like, literally... Thousands of people personally saw his head explode. Yeah. <laughs> he was right there. <laughs> he got shot in the fucking head. Yeah, not so like not it, so a president who like died in a hospital yeah. bed or something where like w w no one actually it, saw it or it, something. It like his death was witnessed by more people than the death of any president or maybe even any like world leader in the last one hundred years. A it, tough one to fake. The thing would be is that it actually happens. He comes back. 105 years old, and then gets swarmed by the crowd in the middle of a heat wave and dies again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I really hate Dallas. Dallas oh. is a lot hotter than it was 60 years ago. <laughs> you guys should do something about this. <laughs> Shut up, Lim. It's almost like the globe has warmed. <laughs> Four-year-old accidentally given vasectomy. No! Well... Well, Timmy, good news and bad news. Good news, none of this is going to mean anything to you because you're four, but the good news is that you don't need to wear a condom. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Timmy. Um, bad news is, uh, yeah, you're going to have a lot of trouble having kids someday because when you went into the hospital for a hernia, the doctor did a little too much snipping and, uh, you know, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. You'll learn that we all make mistakes. No, they're, they're suing the hospital of and they're course. probably going to win because it's like... <laughs> How do you Clearly accidentally... malpractice. Yeah. <laughs> How did you cut my child's like vas deferens in such ah. a in such a way that uh, he's like not ever going to be fully fertile again? Oh, you see, they switched the files. Uh, that was supposed to be this four year old that was. You got to understand, children's bodies very small. Everything's too close y together. You sneeze. These <laughs> butterfingers. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, listen, you'd be surprised how many things I cut. That I'm not supposed to cut. People and just people usually, usually keep fine. it to themselves. They're usually fine. Yeah. You know what? You're alive, aren't you? My mistakes are always embarrassing enough to where you don't want to tell people about it. I them. made the hernia go away. Yeah. Like, yeah. You should be at least thanking me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, kid. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know what any of that just is. Just tell him he's sterile. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. terrible, though. That sucks. That's really, really sucks. Yeah. Hopefully it can be reversed. If and when this... Yeah, Our child chooses to uh, procreate. Yeah, I don't know like which, how severely like it's talk in the article. It talks about it like it's like kind of a done deal, but I feel like that's it might be something they could reverse later on. Uh, the 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 doctor to the parents like, don't worry, I've got great news. Your child's not going to live long enough with the climate to yeah. ever procreate. Yeah, so so literally nothing has changed. You're welcome. You really think what twenty five years from now? Yeah, uh, your 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 son is going to be in the financial 
an environmental state to procreate, to bring new life to a dying planet? Lady, I work in a hospital. I've seen how expensive this shit is. We're not getting out of this. Yeah. We're all dying. Having a baby's going to cost a million dollars in 20 years. Yeah. It's going to oh. be a luxury item. You think your son's special? I'm giving vasectomies to 100 kids a day. Yeah. Oops. Gosh, I, how do I keep giving these kids vasectomies? <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, he's like the, the anti-frog army guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing God in his own way. Mm-hmm. We all play God in our own ways. It's like this next guy. Australian man uses forklift to stop would-be thief stealing his car. Oi! That's gotta <laughs> hurt. Oh, he... I don't... It's, it's like this lady... Some, he just block it or something? No, I don't know. I think the lady was the, the car thief in his like, Mini Cooper. Uh, I think they were trying to do like a three-point turn or something. But he, he ran and got his forklift like every Australian has in their garage. And uh, he just went and picked the car up. He's holding awesome. it up there and uh, holding it high enough that she couldn't get the passenger seat open because it's up against the forklift. And the driver, she's like 15 feet above the ground, so she'd hurt herself. She came out the driver's side, and he just held her up there until local police showed up. <laughs> Little yeah. did that uh, petty thief know, they were in the presence of a certified forklift operator. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't just give that certification to anyone. <laughs> you have to take a four-hour course. Yeah. As much as uh, Scott Morrison wanted... To change that, it's still something you got to work towards. <laughs> and he was wearing the shirt on the back. Was it was like, I'm a man born in the month of July. Yeah, I'm forklift certified. <laughs> I eat at Applebee's and I take big shits. Do they have Applebee's in Australia? It's probably called like the fucking Hungry Apples or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going down to Hungry, hungry Apples. <laughs> yeah. Hungry Apples. They certainly do not have Outback unless it has made its way there. No, they do not. Two people rescued after falling in chocolate tank at Pennsylvania M&M Mars factory. Oh, no. Ah! Oh, I found the chocolate tank. Oh, oh, geez. It keeps getting my mouth. Oh, no. I haven't (laughs) dreamed about this since I was a little boy. (laughs) This isn't something I fantasized about ever since I first tasted chocolate. It Uh, was an accident, I swear. my, My favorite part of this story is that, and this has happened a few times on this show, I, I loved this story. I think I they got do... pretty seriously into it. No, no, no. But I was wait, at the time for the for the daily episode that we did earlier in the week, yeah. there wasn't a report on whether they had even survived. Yeah. And I was like, we're gonna report on this and it's gonna come out yeah. that they fucking died. And then we're gonna look like assholes. I I I don't know. It did it still didn't say how seriously they were injured. Like I imagine the chocolate was probably uncomfortably hot, if not dangerously hot. Well, think about uh, drowning in normal water and then like make it so much well, so more. The, the tank is only like three feet deep. So I'm sure it felt like, you know, like quicksand. I'm sure it weighed them down a lot. But, you know, Elliot. You could stand. Uh, 80% of all drownings happen in less than three feet of water. I know. Because they're all stupid fucking kids. Yeah, it's all tiny children. Yes. Where three feet is much higher than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't let any kids near this ch- giant I'm thing I'm glad it was certified, chocolate certified adults in yeah. the chocolate tank. I was born in August. I eat chocolate bars for dinner. <laughs> I'm chocolate certified. <laughs> I work for the M&M Mars Company. I'm, in Pennsylvania. I, I've been to Mars. Not Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's the wrong company. I work at the other chocolate factory in Pennsylvania. You can learn all about this and more in The Food That Built America on the History Channel. Yeah. A wonderful series. Shocked fisherman reels in wildest catch ever. A fish that ate a sex toy. <laughs> and it's uh, like, you know, it, it looks this like... This is horrible, by the way. So there's a catfish. It's a big cat, big catfish. They get pretty big. And it was, you know, a family family fishing day. The dad, super proud of his catch, 
gathered the family around for like uh, to to you know cut it open and whatnot. And uh, they, first they found a, a like Nerf ball inside of it, but then literally a like anatomically correct suction cup, cock and balls like uh, dildo in there. Life size. It was the dad's, and he was trying to figure out a way to dispose it without embarrassing. Me. He no, accidentally it, brought it on the trip. It looked like it had been in that catfish for a long time. Yeah, it was nasty. Well, now, just the way, like the way that we all had to get rid of straws because of the sea turtle. Yeah, no one's going to be allowed to have dildos anymore. Paper dildos from now on. <laughs> yep. Hope if you can't hope be happy. Yourself, y'all can't stop throwing your dildos in the ocean. Single use, biodegradable. Do you know how many turtles choke on dildos every year? Yeah. Do you feel good about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a real problem. Paper dildos. And yes. you have to ask for them, too. <laughs> We're not just going to give them free. not just going to give them free anymore. No. The age will... of free dildos is over. Oh, no. Don't you see? We put a little sippy spout on it. <laughs> so, you can, so you can have the, the ice block your drink that you're trying to drink. I hate it so much. And also, the lids don't fit. So you're just going to spill it all over yourself. Yeah. There's a good bamboo straws, though. Uh, I think they use bamboo. Yeah, I've had them in a few places, and it's like it feels like a plastic straw. Like if you if you bend it enough, it'll break a lot easier yeah, than a plastic yes. one. But it, unlike a fucking shitty paper straw, Fuck it doesn't just straws. melt in your mouth the Fuck second you start And I hate I hate that. Like I think it was Trump that was just like you plastic straws and the whole cup's plastic, and it's like yeah, it's kind of true. He's right. Also, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it's like yeah. I mean, like look, we should be getting off single use plastics as I much agree. as possible. But like. Straws alone is not going to solve any problem. Yes. Um, and also, like, all the science behind, like, uh, straws are, like, they're plugging up fish in turtles' mouths, like, was made up by, like, a child. Like, it was never verified. Yeah, it was, it was one just, of those, like, cool kid projects. Yeah, where, like, the like, kid's going to change the world. But everyone just took it at face value where there, well, there's no real evidence that well, it's, like, a serious problem. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that it is, but, like, but also... But not more than, like, anything It's a bunch else. of people, like, guilting... Again, this is, like, guilt that comes down to uh, the the singular human element that, yeah, look, we all try to do our part as best as possible. I, I think the people that watch this show would agree. Yeah. People go out of their way to do nice things for the environment, separate your trash or whatever. Right. And meanwhile, some fucking company, the same company who's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't drink a straw if you love sea turtles. Yeah, it's just, just like, yeah, <laughs> just dumping like yeah, industrial uh, amounts of yeah, just waste. Literally causing red tide in Florida while shaming people who are using a straw. Meanwhile, even if you do uh, sort your trash in most parts of the u.s it doesn't fucking matter. yeah it doesn't matter it just all goes as two separate shoots going into the same landfill i do love one of the like the perfect things that happens in our amazing world was like immediately after the turtle thing and then everyone was like gotta carry your own straw with you we're still back at machinima someone, someone fucking died. fell yeah, and it, like got a straw into their eyeball yeah you see wouldn't have happened Folks, it wouldn't have happened with a plastic straw. How do you have? compare the life Woo! of a sea turtle and a human? <laughs> also, the showers, there's just not, the pressure's not as good anymore. You, the, the toilet takes three, four flushes. <laughs> not me, you. I got a big toilet back there, and it I, works. I take normal shits <laughs> in my normal toilet, but you, I see you. You take big shits, and they don't fit, do they? I got this thing called the big dick toilet. You, you probably haven't heard of it. A state trooper's pullover man driving motorized Walmart cart on Indiana Interstate. <laughs> So yeah, did you, you know the, how fast you're going? Well, yeah. Have you seen gas prices? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to Walmart tomorrow. I was going to return. Yeah. I actually, I saw something like this in Texas a few years ago. It wasn't on an interstate, but it was on like a long road with like 
45 mile an hour speed limit, meaning, you know, people are going like 55. And it was pretty late. It was like two in the morning. It's coming, coming to South Austin from downtown Austin. And you could like see it off in the distance. Like, what the fuck is that? You finally get up to it. And yeah, it's some like morbidly obese dude in a fucking rascal scooter just in the right lane going maybe 18 miles an hour. I mean, he was going pretty fast for what he was driving, but it was like, <laughs> seems dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it certainly uh, would be dangerous, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're very loud, those things. But hey, th- I mean, it's an electric car. Yeah. When it comes you down just, to Yeah. You know that thing's electric? Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Give me a gas guzzling yeah. Walmart scooter. Give me something that rolls coal. <laughs> I want a two-stroke motor on my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not potentially giving everyone uh, in the building lung cancer, yeah. I want to drive it. I want to smell it. I want to yeah. taste it. Mm-hmm. He kept looking at me. Cyclist on California mountains chased down by angry zebra. Okay. That's not supposed to be there. Yeah. That's uh, uh, very strange. Yeah. I guess some guy in Santa Barbara owns a zebra that mm. he, that escapes a lot because zebras, uh, they're very smart and very uh, ornery animals. And um, I guess the zebra regularly escapes. And, and uh, unlike the Santa Barbara subreddit, like every couple months, someone's like, Post a video of them from their car window being like, what the fuck is that? And it's just like a zebra on the side of like... There's a zoo there too, like right in the middle of the city. This is not a zoo. This is a private zebra. But yeah, a bunch of sightings. And so yeah, this guy was biking on like a mountain trail and ran into the zebra. And the zebra just immediately took a a negative view to him and started chasing him. And it was... uh, it was pretty bad, except uh, he was only saved because the zebra tripped on its own foot like a fucking dunce. Zebras are fast. Too fast for their own good. But yeah, if you, I, I, zebras apparently, they will... I mean, even like horses, we, we bred horses to be, uh, you know, less mean. Mm-hmm. But like wild horses, they, they'll fucking kick you in the face. Yeah, you don't want to be around an angry... They don't want your presence. So a zebra comes from a much harsher uh, And if the zebra does kill you, it will return later to your funeral and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. As we've as we've learned, yes, animals are vindictive. They have grudges. They're very very vindictive. Yeah, vengeance is theirs. That's why the frog guy. Once you get the process started, you can't turn back. I love how the the elephant has become like this. It's the main topic of conversation on like Black Twitter this week. They're just like everyone's just like I want to know more. What did she do to that elephant? Yeah, I've seen like memes of, like I'll fucking do it again. Or like <laughs> it's just like eh, this was an unfortunate scenario, and it sounds like. Realistically, it sounds like they did the funeral just right where she uh, was trampled. So the the elephant was in the area and probably saw a big group of people yeah. doing something. It was like, ah, fuck, I'm mad again. I'm gonna go. Uh, I still. Do it again. Hopefully, they get more information about this because there's a lot of a lot of unanswered questions. All right, next headline: Convicted scammer Anna Sorokin, aka Anna Delvey, says she is now selling NFTs. And then the sub headline. I'm trying to move away from this, like, quote, unquote, scammer persona, Sorokin said in an interview with NBC News' Savannah Sellers. I, I haven't watched the the uh, Anna Delvey, is it Netflix show? I started uh, watching it. And I was Inventing like, Anna? Yeah, it, it, it's I, fine. I mean, I read the original article, like, five or six years ago when it first happened, because it's a great story. It's just this, It's a story about how if you just pretend to be rich and act like you're rich, like people will just give you things for free. Yeah. And uh and you can just live in the nicest hotels in New York and go to the ne- the best events in New York without spending a penny just by 
making people think that you're good for it because mm-hmm. you come from like some weird uh, like royal family in the middle of Europe. Yeah, and apparently that's a crime. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Like this is just like every other person who is. I'm clearly done with scamming. I'm all about NFTs now. It's like the Wolf of Wall Street guy being yeah. like, "Come to me if you need." I haven't checked on him in a while, but he, he was like one of the biggest NFT guys. Yeah. like six months ago. Uh, also, uh, another great documentary on the subject is uh, the, I can't remember the name of it. It's a Thirty for Thirty episode about a guy who did the same thing, faked his way into being rich enough to where. He bought the New York Islanders what? hockey team. Okay. So he owned it for like a, a couple months before they were like, hey, you know, we ever received any payment from the guy that bought the entire hockey ah, team. He's good for it. He's so rich. He yeah, probably... because he's pictured with like a bunch of other people. And they're yeah. like, yeah, of course he's good for it. Yeah. And that was the thing was like, they were so bad. And the 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 town like loved him. They're like, finally a new, some new blood in here. Someone who actually cares about the team. There was another one. There's actually a movie about this starring uh, John Malkovich. But it was, uh, it was like in the early 90s, some dude just convinced a whole like arts and culture scene on like the East Coast that he was Stanley Kubrick. Because like at the time, like, you know, there was no internet and Stanley Kubrick there was like two photographs of him that existed and they were all from yeah. like the 60s. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, oh yeah, I'm Stanley Kubrick. I'm, you know, I usually live in England, but I'm, I've moved back to New York City or whatever. And uh, they're like, oh, we love Stanley. He's <laughs> just, you know, running yeah, all these circles. Stanley Kubrick. Like pre-internet, you could just say you were Stanley Kubrick and uh, if you were convincing enough, uh, it would work for a decent amount of time. Yeah. U.S. man arrested thrice in three weeks for having too many bird feeding trays. <laughs> It's just like the frogs. Uh, Going he, back to the frogs. Too did, many animals around. He did have like a dozen bird feeders. I guess his HOA. They're like, you can only have two. But this is a this is an old man. Sounds like he's a retiree. So he's like, what are you going to do? Arrest me, an old man, for having too many bird feeders? And they did it three times. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? Arrest me, an old man, for having too many bird feeders? You're going to send me to jail I'll fucking for do it feeding again. too many? Yeah. He's like, this is all I have. Yeah. Also, why is, why is there a limit on bird feeders? Like, I... In my new house, I my office is on the second floor, right above a tree that is full of uh, little like sparrows, urban sparrows, and uh, I have the like reflective treatment on my windows so that the room doesn't get uh, to 150 degrees in the middle of the day. So the birds, uh, they they hang out right out those uh, on my windowsill like all day long, just like looking at themselves. And they're uh, so much. It's fun very fascinating. I'll just sit there and watch them. I have like a bird feeder. You got to get a monocular. I know. Yeah, it's coming. I got to I got to I am. I'm such an old person when I'm alone. I literally am just looking at birds eating bird seed with a fucking magnifying yeah. lens up to my face. Birds are really cool. Yeah, they are. And you get a unique. Uh, sometimes you'll get a really colorful bird every once in a while. Yeah. Sometimes you get like a dickhead pigeon that comes by. It's like, how did you find out about this? Get away. Yeah. Go back down to downtown, Mr. Vision. <laughs> yeah. You little uh, rat with wings. Mm-hmm. And final headline. Colorado man plans to push Peanut up 14,115 foot Pikes Peak with his nose. I feel like this was done somewhere else, too, before. It's a in meme history. in the, like, Guinness climber kinda, community. Yeah. yeah, it's like, the first guy to do it, it was long, long time ago, decades ago. And it's just become this thing that, like, every couple of years, some avid, like, hiker... Climber will uh, do it as a challenge. Um, sounds like a real pain in the ass. Pain sounds in the like nose. A, a pain in the nose. A pain in the knees and the hips. Yeah. And the hands. Well, they're built for it. Yeah. Built different. But um, I mean, these peanut pushers, they're built different. Yeah. Pushing this peanut up this mountain, this is what keeps me going. I don't have a lot going on, but if I can get this peanut up this 14,000 foot mountain, well, 
I'll feel like I accomplished something. Make sure no one's allergic. <laughs> Maybe this... <laughs> he, he got like five feet before he <laughs> went into anaphylactic shock and died. So, sorry. Not going to be in the Guinness Book. It, it's such a small pool of competitors, too, that it becomes the world's most deadly sport. Yeah. <laughs> the one and only guy who was competing <laughs> fucking died. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, please go check out our most recent episodes. What the hell is Ezra Miller doing? And also, uh, just uh, a very, very long but fun video where we just basically spend a lot of the time reacting to horrific AI creations. Yeah. We're a React channel now. Yeah, we are. Trademarked. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) see you soon. Bye. (laughs)